Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 60 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Wednesday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines, as always, and dive deep into the value that we found on today's slates, please take a few minutes to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the Talking the Line podcast on, whether that be on YouTube or the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory. And if you're on YouTube, might as well hit that notification button as well. And if you got a few extra seconds and you could be so kind, go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, give us your feedback because we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do. And it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Crew's content and social platforms so you can consume us however and whenever you please. Beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show. I am your humble host, Colton Colt 45 Sroka. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to come and hang out with me and my partner. It's about that time for me to bring in my partner. But before I do, first things first, decided to break out the old Redbird shirt today. Roll birds. As always, we are both ISU alumni. So uh, always got to shout out the alma mater when we get a chance. But without further ado... Time to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a man that I am honored to call one of my best friends and beyond thrilled, couldn't even find a word for how excited I am that I get the opportunity to lock arm in arm with this man day in and day out for the daily battles with the books. He has returned to form and has started to cash nothing but tickets. He is running to the pay window at a very rapid pace. And if you want to get some extra dough in your bankroll, I suggest you start tailing him. But without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. It is a beautiful day over here. 
in uh, sunny Chicago. The weather is perfect. Is my mic on, my man? Okay. Oh, it's sounding terrific. Okay. Because I'm uh, not hearing it too well in my headphones over here. But despite that, everything is rocking and rolling, and we are all set to go for a wild, wild show. And as you mentioned, I'm uh, I'm heating up here, heating up on the pod picks. So uh, I've got uh, not too much to complain about. Uh, everything all set? Everything's all set, my friend. You know, the host of the Talking the Line podcast is also the producer and the technical wizard, while he also tries to help me figure out some of the wires and cabling all running all over the place. Uh, but you do sound very well in the headphones, okay. my friend. Can hear you loud and clear. Boy, oh boy, do we got an episode coming at you today. You might have read it in the description, but if you got a case of the midweek blues, not anymore because we got the show cooked up for you today that you need to get you right back on the right foot and uh, cashing a few tickets, get your mindset in the right spot, maybe get some laughs and definitely some inspiration along the way. But before we get into all of that, tell you a little bit about what we got coming today. We are a full transparency show here at the Talking the Line pod, so we always like to give you yesterday's recap. So without further ado, let's get into yesterday's best bets of the day. First things first, if you turn your attention to the left side of your screen, my man R. Mags went 2-0-1 yesterday, cashed the Mets' first five money line against my Cubbies on a sack fly to win 3-2, and the Indians was slight work, 7-2 win over the Orioles yesterday for the Indians. And then the Reds' first five money line, little nice push. little push, nothing crazy. As for me, I got some splaining to do. Uh, one 3-1 day for me, but I will let you know outside of the Braves first five plus a half that one absolutely blew my mind and they actually actually tied it in the bottom of the sixth inning if you didn't see it so wonderful beat there uh, but the Pirates were a little bit more of a stretch for me and the Islanders were a little bit more of a stretch if those if those if I had any losses those were going to be my two I was expecting four and two but a little one three and one day but it's okay our mag saved us and if you played the two for Tuesday parlay that baby cashed out for us uh, so we're one and one in our special plays this week. Got two special plays coming at you. Tell you about that in just a second. Uh, but overall, we went four, three, and two as a crew yesterday. Mm-hmm. So uh, seems like plus money to me, my friend. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something yeah, along those L- lines. little yeah. something along those lines. Uh, if you side played the money line dice on their double down for the Blue Jays money line, unfortunately, it was a loss. Lost at six to five in the late innings, and now. Got a little cocky. Now the dice uh, the dice are one and one on the week. They do have another MLB matchup to get to tonight, so we will be sure to uh, let them unleash their power, their all-knowing knowledge, and let them roll for an MLB matchup tonight. You got to stick around for the Moneyline Dice segment today to uh, find out exactly what two teams we are going to be rolling between. Speaking of today's show... Uh, loaded, can you say? Got uh, first segment of the day, Crew's best bets of the day. Obviously, R Mag's best bets. He's got two coming at you. Then mine. I'm going to pull the reins back just a little bit. Got three picks coming at you today. Then I mentioned just a little bit ago that uh, two special plays today, another Wednesday. We decided to give you some extra juice as always. We got the Wednesday Warrior coming at you, the solo play special play. And then we also have the Wednesday parlay pop-off. Three-leg, one-armag pick, one cold pick, one Wednesday warrior parlayed together for some juicy odds. This one is above 
four to one payout. So I suggest you add it and tune in. Stay locked in for the second segment of today for, uh, or actually the second and second and a half segment today for the two special plays. Then we got the Moneyline Dice making their usual episodic appearance on the third segment of the day, their whole segment Moneyline Dice. And then that'll pretty much wrap up the betting portion of today's show. First half. Then we'll get into the second half. We got U.S. Open action coming at you. We got the sticky stuff of baseball, the main controversy happening right now in the big leagues. We got plenty of nonsense banter and more to get into yeah. for you guys there. No and then plenty more in between across the entire sports and sports gambling world. So stick around for the second half of the show for those ransom reactions there. And closing things out, as always, I got a message uh, in my motivation minutes on letting your light shine. So I'll let your uh, mind spin on that a little bit before I get into it. But I suggest you stick around to the very end of the show. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I know he is just rearing to get these picks out to you folks here today. He uh, showed up at the TTL Production Studios two days in the green saying, partner, uh, it is going to be a bad week for the books. And uh, Wednesday, I'm taking care of it once again. Mm -hmm. Now, today, my partner's got you covered on the early slate, and I got you covered on the late slate. So listen up, get out your sports books, get ready to get some knowledge dropped on your heads, and some of the best plays on today's slate from Mr. Magnuson. So without further ado, as always, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate it, as always. My partner mentioned I've got two. They are both coming out of the MLB. First one, as he mentioned, it's going to be the early slate. So this one's right around noon Central Standard Time, a little after that, I think. But we got the Marlins' first five money line versus the Cardinals once again today. And uh, we are taking Sandy Alcantara versus John Oviedo, both right-handers on the mound today. And Sandy Alcantara, we keep mentioning it. There are so many pitchers in this Marlins rotation that we love, and Sandy Alcantara is one of them. He has a 3.39 ERA. A real solid 108 whip. His K to walk ratio is also very solid. 80 Ks to 24 walks on the season. He has allowed two or less runs, earned runs over his last five starts, two or less partners. So those are solid numbers lately. He had a little bit of an inconsistent uh, April, early May, but lately he's really picking it up. And he is facing a Cardinals offense that last 10 versus right-handers. Not really getting it done. 218 batting average, 296 OBP. Uh, so they're struggling against right-handers a little bit right now. And and as a matter of fact, have they have scored two or less runs in three of their last four games. So a little bit stagnant right now on offense. They did get the win over the Marlins yesterday, 2-1. to one. I believe it was a walk-off from Paul Goldschmidt. Yes, it was. However, we've got John Oviedo on the mound today for the Cardinals. And uh, things haven't been going great for Mr. O- Mr. Oviedo. Not at all. 5.72 ERA on the season, 1.52 whip. He has a 25K to an 18 walk ratio. That is not very good. Uh, he has only completed five innings pitched once this season. And the Cardinals have actually only won once in his six starts on the year. And he's facing a Marlins team that versus right-handers lately are actually figuring things out, and that is another reason why I love this play. Marlins last 10 versus righties, 273 batting average, 354 OBP, and a 5.27 runs per nine. 
if this Marlins team was playing like they were a couple weeks ago, at least on offense, you know, I might be staying away from this. Uh, I we still ended up picking them in many cases just because we love this pitching rotation so much. But now that this team is hitting right-handers pretty well, it makes sure. it so much easier to rush to the Marlins. I'm gonna pause you one quick second. Yeah. Bring your mic up just a little bit. You're talking yep. over it instead of into it. All right. There you go. There we go. See how loud you got? Yeah, Bang. Let's rock. Hey, now you're beautiful. Now you can hear well, you pristine, baby. I was trying to figure it out the good. whole time, but still listening to you. Good, it was so. great. You're going. Keep rocking, baby. Let's uh, I go. I was just about done with that one anyways. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought like you were I was, getting close. That's yeah, why yeah, I cut yeah. it. As I was saying, though, to really wrap it up and hammer it home, this Marlins offense, if they are hitting at least one side of the, you know, lefties or righties, either one, and you got a starter on the mound that matches that, and you've got one of these pitchers, Alcantara, Rogers, Pablo Lopez in certain spots, I'm going to hammer it home every single day, and we've got some decent odds on this one today. So first play, Marlins, first five, money line. Nail. Hammer. Mm-hmm. Every single time, my friend. Uh, yeah. This was actually one of the first ones I wrote down on uh, some of my potential best bets of the day last night uh, when glancing at today's slate. So I was elated when you said it was one of your favorites because yeah. uh, I'll probably be hammering that in with you. As a matter of fact, already have, my nice. friend. So nice, nice. Uh, there's your first one. Told these fine folks that you got two. So you might as well drop down the second. All righty. Second one coming in a little bit later. I believe this one is 1.10 p.m. Central Standard Time, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got, for the third straight day, at least some type of play coming out of this game. I'm taking the Brewers' first five money line versus the Reds here in Milwaukee. Uh, you got Tyler Molly on the mound for the Reds and Freddie Peralta righty for the Brewers. Both of these guys right-handers. Peralta has been one of my go-to guys all season long, probably one of my top five pitchers to bet on this year, and he has been extremely consistent with a 2-2-5 ERA. And uh, those numbers aren't, uh, you know, big splits early on, late. They've been pretty consistent all season long. Uh, only one start this season, allowing more than three earned runs, and in his last six starts, he has or, uh, he has allowed two earned runs or less, and in five of those six starts. Uh, only one of them is a two earned start, earn run start. The other ones, five of them are one earned runs or less. Okay. Uh, so he has, uh, as you may have remembered, last week we took a very similar matchup. However, it was in Cincinnati with Freddie Peralta, mm-hmm. and he pitched very well there, but was pulled due to a rain delay through four innings pitched. It was one to one, Brewers Reds tie, and then they pull Peralta after that fourth inning, and the rain delay cleared up, and then the Brewers reliever. Gave up a run, and the Brewers lost that first first five innings. Two to one. Yeah. So the Brewers, nonetheless, are five, one, and two in his last eight first fives, and that one loss is the one that I just mentioned, which was not his fault. Uh, so, all in all, I am loving this Peralta and Brewers defense to hold these Reds down. Because Molly on the other side of the bill, uh, after a dominant April, holds an ERA over four in both May and June. Uh, so he's been pretty inconsistent and pretty mediocre the last couple of months. Uh, he has allowed six earned runs over his last two starts. These teams pushed the first five yesterday, one to one. Reds took the full game, two to one. So I like this Brewers team to put up a handful of runs in the uh, favorable favorable pitching matchup for them. Uh, I think this could be the start of a colder stretch for the Reds here. I've been talking about it the last uh, you know couple of days that they've been heating up against lefties, starting to cool down a little bit against righties. Uh, but all in all, I think yesterday might be the start of them kind of pulling back the reins and coming back down to earth. Uh, so all in all, I think uh, I think the Brewers find a way to score three or four runs here in the first five partner, and they take this one three to one, four to one. Once again, I've already hammered this one in, my friend. Uh, I am right there with you, riding this one uh, nice and heavy. 
you know, I I know Peralta's been your guy all season long, and, mm. and you know, I, I can't uh, I can't not back him when you back him right. because he, he really is dominant. We got screwed in the last game. You mentioned it. He got pulled because of the rain delay. Bunch of horse shiitake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are definitely banking on him to have uh, just normal form game. He's going to go 5-6. And uh, like you said, Tyler Molly really hasn't been the Tyler Molly of old. And uh, right. I think not only this Reds pitching rotation, but the Reds offense in general start to really uh, pull back the reins and slow down quite a bit here. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all over that with you. I can't say anything else on top of that. All right, my friend. So one pick, two pick, best bets of the day. Anything else you need to lay down? I don't think so. I think that's about it. All right. Well, I appreciate you. I know the kind folks appreciate you because now they got two picks to kick off their day right from jump. So be sure you hammer those in. I hope you listened right now. But if you didn't stick around a little while later, we will recap, bring you all of the best bets of the day uh, that we have from both me and Mags and the special play. So without further ado, let's get into the second half of the first segment of the day. My best bets of the day. I told you at the top of the show, once again, going to be bringing you three best bets today. All of my best bets are coming out of the MLB slate, so that is that. Going to stay away from, eh, maybe go into the NBA, but it's going to be off the pod. So great time to actually mention as well, because we might dive into the NHL in addition Follow both of us and the Talk in the Line page on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. He's at RMAGS in all caps. And then you can follow the whole crew at Talking the Line. Super simple. So just wanted to remind you guys that because we both did have very, very solid days as well outside of the pod. So I actually went uh, positive and had a very good day outside of the pod. The pod just kind of screwed me. So that is one thing I wanted to mention. But moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, no de- delay, no hesitation. Time for my best bets of the day. First, pick I am taking. Told you I got you covered on the evening slate. So this one is uh, first pitch right around 7 or 8 o'clock tonight. I believe right around 8 o'clock. So uh, pop in those nitroglycerin pills. It's time to rock and roll. First best bet coming from me today. I am taking the Houston Astros full game run line minus one and a half. Houston took game one of this series yesterday, 6-3, to three, and they faced Kyle Gibson. Now, Kyle Gibson, as we all know, has actually been one of the guys that has really been um, somebody Texas can depend on. Can go deep 5-6, potentially 7 innings, can limit the earned runs, and... Houston had a field day with him. They uh, Well, he actually only gave up one run, but they had a bunch of hits on him. And then once they got into the bullpen, the uh, bullpen really let uh, Gibson's efforts down. And uh, I'll actually get into that Texas bullpen here in a little bit. But I uh, wanted to mention that one of the big things for me in this matchup is going to be uh, the pitching matchup. And we, uh, we have Jordan Lyles on the mound for Texas. Pardon me one second. My headphones are fucking off. Good fucking. All right, crying out loud. I'm sounding over here like a goofball because I got my (laughs) microphone or my headphones cutting in and out. So here we go. Never know what you're going to get at the Talking Line podcast. 
let's restart. So you got Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Rangers and Zach Granke on the mound for the Astros. Now, Lyles has given up at least two earned runs or less in only three of his last 10 starts. He has been an earned run machine. He has had 13 starts so far this season with a 2-4 and four record and a 5.37 ERA. He's got a 294 batting average allowed, 350 OBP and an 845 OPS and sporting a pretty rough 1.52 whip. His starts on the road this season have not been very good at all. He's got a 1-3 record with a 4.50 ERA on the road. And Lyles has actually also faced Houston once already this year. Uh, He pitched six innings, gave up seven hits, two Ks, two walks, and had four earned runs. So Houston had their way with him. I like for them to definitely repeat that, if not be even more dominant than just four earned runs. Houston versus Lyles in his career is actually pretty solid. They sport a 283 batting average, 302 OBP, and an 833 OPS. Not to mention that the Rangers have lost four out of Lyles' last six starts, and they have all come by two runs or more. I apologize, three out of four of them have come by two runs or more. Now on the opposing bump, Zach Granke, you know the name. He's been dominant Granke outside of a few rough outings here or there. He has already faced Texas this year and was pretty daggone dominant. Seven innings pitched with only seven hits, five Ks with only one walk, and three earned runs. Once again, I'd like for him to repeat that performance, if not be even more dominant. So I like the Houston Bats to be more dominant and Granky to be more dominant in this one. 14 starts for Granky this season just to prove to you that he has been typical dominant himself. 6-2 and two record with a 3.68 ERA. 62 Ks with only 17 walks, 289 OBP and a 691 OPS with a beautiful 1.14 whip. Granky versus Texas in his career has been incredible. Sports a 192 batting average allowed, only a 221 on base percentage against these Rangers, and a 490 OPS. Houston has won four out of the last six Granky starts, and this is not incorrect. All four of them have come by two runs or more, and actually more on the or more side of things. Uh, I did mention the bullpen up at the top. Texas has really been letting this Texas bullpen has really been letting the Rangers team down across the board and they did yet again last night and if by some chance Jordan Lyles has a terrific outing which I do not see that happening. I see him remaining and continuing to struggle Once Houston gets into this Texas bullpen, it's all but a wrap. The Rangers bullpen is 23rd in the MLB in bullpen ERA, 465, with a 259 batting average, 328 OBP, and a rough 732 OPS. Last but certainly not least, Texas has lost seven out of their last 10 games overall, and they have all come by two runs or more. And Houston has won seven out of their last 10 games overall, and they have all come by two runs or more. Give me all of the strokes here today, my friend. I love for them to remain hot, remain dominant. I love for Lyle to continue to struggle and for Granky to continue to deal. Give me all of the strokes here on the run line, minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. This is another one that I like because, they're, like you kind of mentioned, there's a handful of different ways that this one can win. Uh, you know, you mentioned even if Lyles surprises us and has a solid game, the Astros can jump on that bullpen. And even still, Granky can. I do expect Granky to hold them down to, you know, only a couple runs max. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had a 
he's had some rough outings against some really good offenses, but the Rangers mm-hmm. obviously aren't that. So I'm all the all the way over it with you. Yeah, and in the first game, the Rangers getting three earned runs. Uh, he did go seven innings, so it took seven innings right. to get three earned runs. I didn't check all the way how many were in the first five, but either right. way, it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. I think Granky goes deep, and uh, we get the one and a half cover, nice and easy. So there's my first best bet of the day. Second best bet of the day, pop another nitroglycerin pill in because we're going later on the MLB slate, and I am taking the Giants first five run line minus a half now i liked the uh money line but a little too chalky after looking at a few things that i'm going to share with you guys i was confident enough to rotate my position to the run line right around minus 120 odds right now for the minus a half first thing you might be thinking though hey Colt, arizona destroyed the giants in the first five innings last night what the hell are you thinking this line's a little bit similar maybe a little bit longer a little more pricey Well, what I will tell you is that, yes, they did. You are very correct about that. But there was also five separate Giants pitchers in that game. And Sam Long, the young man who started on the mound for the Giants, was only in his second official MLB start. And uh, that's not the case for Anthony DiScofani, who's going to be on the mound for the Giants today. I mentioned DiScofani because this pitching matchup, once again, looms extremely large for me. Obviously, DiScofani on the mound there. But then you got Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Diamondbacks. And Kelly has been getting beat up all season long and he has only allowed two runs or less in only four out of his last 10 starts once again another guy that has been an earn run machine he just gives him up left and right 13 starts for kelly this season a terrible two and six record and an abysmal 5.14 era 318 obp and a 761 ops 1.33 whip all of that can tell you enough to stay the heck away from the Diamondbacks and Kelly in this matchup but I'm also looking at the road starts 17 road starts for Kelly or seven road starts I'm sorry for Kelly so far this year one and four record with a 6.13 ERA away from home I love that trend to continue and for these Giants to absolutely beat up on this man all day long now if the Giants can only get one two runs three runs on the board for us I like for DiSclefani to limit this opposing team in the Diamondbacks to at least zero, maybe one run at the maximum. Now, if you look, some of his numbers are a bit inflated uh, because he has uh, had one or two rough outings there. But to be 100% transparent and honest with you, he has been one of my favorite pitchers to back in matchups. If I I see him, it's almost 100% go time for me, at least in the first five innings. And not to mention that he has been the money man for this Giants team all season long outside of Gozeman. So those two guys have been really the the two guys you can back in this Giants rotation. There have been 13 DiSclefani starts for the Giants. He's got a 3.09 ERA, only a 203 batting average allowed with a 259 OBP and a pristine 571 OPS with a 1.02 whip. The man has been dealing and he is not the guy that we saw with the Cincinnati Reds. He has had a career resurgence here in San Francisco and I love for him to remain dominant. He's got a bit of a bad ERA. 3.09 is not bad, but it should be a lot lower because he had one bad outing against the Dodgers where he gave up 10 earned runs. And then outside of that, he's only given up more than two earned runs in three out of his last 10. So he has played incredibly, incredibly well. He has pitched incredibly well, and especially against these Diamondbacks in his career, only allowing a 106 batting average with a 151 OBP and only allows the D-backs to have a 358 OPS against him so far. 
Not to mention, last but certainly not least, first five inning runs per game. The Giants rank 11th in the MLB with 2.61 average and a 2.62 average at home, so pretty much the same. Arizona down at the bottom, 22nd in the MLB with 2.26 average first five inning runs per game, but a 1.76 average on the road. Now, as far as first five inning runs per game allowed goes, San Francisco Giants are still hot, third in the MLB with a 1.91 average, and Arizona is down. Down at the bottom, yet again, 27th in the MLB with a 3.00 average. Now, the home road splits there on first five inning runs allowed are pretty doggone close, but I don't think it matters with this pitching matchup. I think that's what really looms heavy here, and uh, I think the Giants, after not being able to muster much much runs support last night, I think that they uh, they definitely get to it real fast on Kelly here today, and uh, Di Scafani limits any opportunities that the Diamondbacks might have. Yeah, I'm all over this one with you, my man. Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it, but uh, Di Scalafani is your guy. This Giants first fives were your team for a while. Uh, but then, as you kind of mentioned it with the uh, situation yeah. yesterday, they've got a couple guys that have uh, lost their luster, um, except for Di Scalafani and Gozman. So yep. it is go time with either of those <clears throat> guys. So I'm right there with you today. Yeah, you, you said it, man. I, these guys, the Giants, were my team to back in the first mm-hmm. five innings to kick off the season. And they've kind of cooled off a little bit here. I don't want to say they're bad by any stretch. Um, but yeah, really really does much like the Mets honestly yep. uh comes down to the pitching matchup and then uh kind of what you can see from there so I absolutely love them here on the run line in the first five innings that being the Giants so there is my second pick of the day and let's move right along third and final best bet of the day now you might be looking at me crazy when I tell you what I'm taking but I suggest you get your brooms out of the closet because uh this team's going on a sweep even though you might think I'm wrong third pick Seattle Mariners money line. It is a plus money poly, and you are getting it right about plus 116 right now. However, I am extremely confident uh, in the plus money. This Mariners team beat the Twins last night 10 to nothing, and then on Monday, 4 to 3. On Monday, the Twins didn't score after the fourth inning, so they haven't scored technically in the last. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 14 innings that they have played. Had to do some quick math with the old <laughs> hands. I uh, thought I was going to be right, but I didn't want to be wrong. Uh, so, better safe than sorry. You know the old adage that mom always used to say. But moving right along, you do have Bailey Ober on the mound for the Twins and Justice Sheffield on the mound for the Mariners. Now, as much as you might not trust Sheffield, I don't trust Ober. Ober is still a rookie. He's only had three official starts, only gone 13 innings with seven earned runs, and that has averaged out to a 4.85 ERA with a 321 batting average, 351 OBP, 936 OPS, and a 146 whip. If you want to put your money behind that starter, go right on ahead, but I'm going to stay real far away from it because not to mention all of that, the Twins are also bad battling an immense amount of injuries with some of their key players. And basically, they're going to have to bank all on over to have a huge seven inning zero earned run game. And that is just not going to happen in his fourth official MLB start. Now, I did mention 
Justice Sheffield, you might not be so high on him. I wasn't at first either. He doesn't have the best top line numbers, but where he has been really, really good is at home so far this season. He's had five starts at home, 27 and two thirds innings pitched with a four and one record, 358 ERA and a 243 OBP. His last four home starts, the Mariners are four and O straight up. So they have absolutely been playing great uh, behind his arm on the mound when they are on their home diamond. Not to mention that in his last five starts, these home starts, he gave up two, two, zero, four, and three earned runs respectively. Now that is from most recent to oldest. And the four and three runs were actually uh, really early on in the season. And those came against the Dodgers and the White Sox, two very high powered offenses that actually hit lefties very well. So this um, Twins team, my partner alluded to it at the beginning of the week hey, maybe they're starting to hit lefties a little better. Maybe they're getting back to it. They barely eked out the win in the first five, or actually was a push. Was it a push? It was a push. It was a push, so they couldn't even get it done there. I don't think they're all the way back against lefties, and Sheffield's dominance at home is just too much for me to pass up on right now, not to mention a few key trends. The M's are 7-2 and two straight up in the last nine home games so far this season. The Mariners are also the fourth best team in the MLB against the money line this season. Very, very unknown fact so far. Minnesota 29th best team in the MLB versus the money line this season. So very, very opposite stories from what you would think of the brand names of these teams. Minnesota is also 26 and 41 overall this season with a record of 12 and 20 on the road and 8 and 11 as a road favorite. Minnesota is 0 and 4 straight up in their last four games overall and last four road games versus a team with a loose Losing record. Minnesota is one and four straight up in the last five meetings between these teams and one and three straight up in the last four in Seattle. I told you up at the top, but I'll tell you again, break out the brooms. The M's are getting the clean 3-0 series sweep at plus money in every single one of them. And they are too doggone good at home to be facing a rookie starter and not get this sweep. So give me all of the Mariners money line tonight. I am right there with you, my man. I, uh, you nailed it. Justice, justice, Sheffield at home. I can take all of that action. And, uh, I do not trust Bailey Ober as much as you do not trust Bailey Ober. Right. So I'm going to rock on this one with you as well. Well, Hey, I appreciate it, partner. You know, I, I tell you, I, uh, had to do a little convincing of you on okay. that one, but, uh, I'm glad to, uh, hear you on my side now. Uh-huh. So, uh, Definitely confident. Like I said, pulling the reins back a little bit, uh, only giving you three best bets, but uh, taking out any of the, ah, this should hit, or, oh, yeah, I think this could be value, and damn straight, this is a hitter. So uh, looks like to me, partner, uh, we got five best bets coming at these folks, and uh, we got a 5-0 and day coming up on the, on the slate here. Oh, yeah, no doubts. Plus money through the roof. We might have a double-digit unit day. All right. So without further ado, you got our mags best bets. You got my best bets. We'll be sure to recap every single one of them for you here shortly. But let's get into today's special play of the day. And that is 
the Wednesday Warrior special play. Sorry, had just a little bit of a delay there. Don't know what happened. Uh, went from Warrior to Colts bets to Warrior. So we're back at Warrior now. We are here. We are live. We are in prime time. Now, you know, I kicked it around a little bit. I thought I could tell you guys all the stats and uh, convince you just because, uh, you know, I, I I don't like this team all that much. But um, if I tell you they're really good, they must be really good because I don't like them and I'm betting them anyway. But I decided to concede all of those thoughts and uh, shift the attention over to my Homer partner and let him tell you even the deep, dirty, nitty-gritty things that I myself can't even find because of how deep his fandom runs. So without further ado, Partner, drop the Wednesday Warrior down on these folks. Well, if you couldn't tell, we are taking the White Sox first five money line today. I don't know if I really need to get into the nitty gritty because I think all I need to say, I mean, I'll throw some stuff down, but all you really need to say is White Sox first five alone, wagon. White Sox versus lefties, wagon. You've got Ryan Yarbrough, lefty on the mound for the Rays, and Mr. Lucas Giolito on the mound for the White Sox. And uh, as I mentioned, White Sox versus lefties, still a wagon despite these injuries. Got the job done yesterday in the first five and the full game. I believe it was three to nothing. I know the full game was three to nothing. I believe it was either two or three through the first five. And I think it's going to be very, very similar today. This White Sox pitching staff is getting the job done. Giolito's surface numbers, both these guys' surface numbers are pretty similar. Giolito is so much better than his surface numbers, and he's starting to turn the wheels and get back to the guy that we know and saw last year that was the undisputed number one pitcher in this rotation last year because he really hasn't been the number one pitcher, and it's not really his fault. I mean, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon have sub-two ERAs. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Giolito is going to have... I, I'm not even going to say a bounce back because he's been solid lately. Right. He hasn't been lights out lately, but I think he might be lights out tonight. And uh, this White Sox team last five versus lefties. I mentioned they were starting to cool down a tiny bit versus lefties. They've got a batting average well over 300 last five games versus lefties. So... I've got no issues today taking them in that first five innings once again. No, I don't either. I uh, happened to be scrolling the Twitter sphere this morning and uh, saw one of our good friends, Megan Making just- Money, was on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays first five money line. Uh, generally, when we show down, one of us, one of us gets the deal done. Like it well, that's obviously, obviously how that's, it how it that's how it is. That's how it. But I was trying. I don't know where I was trying to go with that. Uh, I think you were trying to say that we usually take it when it's no, a show. No, eh, but I, I don't. Uh, I, well, because I was trying to think. I didn't want to make up a fib. <laughs> we're live here in person. I didn't want to make up a lie. Somebody wins. Yeah, no shit there, Sherlock Holmes. So I hope you're getting as good of a laugh as this jag bag over oh, here. Uh, but well, no, I can add. When I actually thought you were going in a different direction because one of our good friends uh, that we know personally, um, JP, asked us who is going to hit a home run for the Sox today. So I dove deep into it a little bit. Not a huge sample size the Sox do versus uh, Ryan Yarborough, but Tim Anderson is one, one for two. He's got three straight multi-hits over the last three days. No mm. home runs uh, hit for him. So I think he is due to put one out of the park and that might be the difference here because i think it's going to be low scoring i think like i said i think it could be around that three nothing three one whether it's first five or the full game four two that type of thing so sure nonetheless give us the white Sox first five money line yeah i got nothing to add whatsoever you hit everything uh the one thing i could say is yeah giolito 
hasn't been as dominant as he could be, but he really hasn't been bad. He's just been overshadowed by a lot of the other better arms in this rotation. And I mean, that's not even to his fault at all. So I think he has a great day against this uh, Tampa Bay Rays team. Uh, I think the public will run to them because they're at plus money, but uh, I think the line is just right and you're getting the exact price you should on this first five. So Wednesday Warrior special play of the day, Chicago White Sox first five money line. Now, we might as well just move right along into the second of today's special plays, the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off, and uh, not a whole lot of explanation, not a whole lot of anything really needs to go into it, because we've already given you all of the analysis behind the plays. Now, we just got to build to some bits. So, first leg, we are taking the Wednesday Warrior, Chicago White Sox, first five, money line. Second leg, we are taking my pick, the Giants, first five, run line, minus a half. And then the last leg, we are taking... Mag's pick, the Miami Marlins, first five money line. Parlay those three bad boys up. You're going to get right around plus 488 odds, I do believe. Uh, real juicy. I hammered that bad boy in right before we uh, hit the start streaming button. So that baby is already in my bet slip. Yep. Uh, so 450. 450. Okay. So I knew it was right in that ballpark. 444. I knew it was somewhere in there. Either way, I didn't even hear what you said. Either way, you got it. Ah, well, hey, what do you know? Doesn't surprise me, even though you got headphones with my uh, voice going right into your ears. Ah. But hey, no big deal. Moving right along. (laughs) Hey, we're just getting jabs all over the place here today. (laughs) All right, moving along. You got them all. You got the special plays, the best bets. Let's just go right on ahead and recap all these doggone things for you. Here we go. Today's best bets of the day. Oh, hey, we're down here. We're not we're not up there. We're down here. Hi, how's it going? You thought we were going to be up there, but not anymore. Mr. Riley White. I like how this looked, but I f- didn't realize that this makes my job as... A little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Wednesday Warrior right here, and that's hey, about it. Hey, no problem. You can uh, still do your job and just do a little extra stretch. A <laughs> little extra stretch. All right. So without further ado, today's best bets, favorite picks, and parlay special plays of the day. Here we go. Left side of your screen, top of it, you got our mags picks, two best bets coming at you. The Marlins first five money line and the Milwaukee Brewers first five money line. Myself, I got three coming at you on the right top side of your screen. San Francisco Giants first five run line minus a half. The Houston Astros full game run line minus one and a half and the Seattle Mariners money line. For today's first special play right next to Riley White. We have the Wednesday Warrior, the Chicago White Sox, first five money line. And then we combine a few plays for the second special play of every single Wednesday, the Wednesday parlay pop off. And today's three legger is the Chicago White Sox, first five money line, Wednesday Warrior, the Miami Marlins, first five money line, and the San Francisco Giants, first five run line. You heard it before, but parlay those up. You're going to get over four to one odds on that payout. Out and we are going to run that bad boy to the window for the second and third special play caches of this week. You know the deal by now, but uh, might as well say it to you just so you remember. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. There you have it, my friends. The best bets from the crew of today. Let's wrap up the first half of today's show with today's 
Moneyline Dice Roll, Let's my friend. We have today, you can see on your screen right up over yonder, the Los Angeles Angels versus the Oakland Athletics. A uh, little bit of differing opinions across the board between handicappers right now, uh, what kind of value you're getting. So let's get into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. Let's do it. Seems to be uh, that I got a pretty good workflow going here, pal. So let me uh, wildcard dice. I, you know, I had to check it just to make sure like it wasn't home money line on every single side here because they double down has it always been home money line too yeah wow i'm telling you man i don't know they're just they they are confident in the dice we trust in the dice we trust all right home away ats money line wild card Nice, lovely travel bag. I'll actually leave that out here for once I get this set up. All right, so I'm going to set up the picture-in-picture real quick. And uh, while you do that, or while I do that, could you be a doll, Mr. Magnuson, and uh, give us uh, some of the lines here, some of the storyline, what we got happening? All right, so this is actually an afternoon one. Typically, this is a late, late game. uh, But we've got 2.37 Central Standard Time, the Angels versus the A's. Griffin Canning on the mound, righty for the Angels. He's got a 5-4 record, 5-2-2 ERA. Pretty inconsistent, that guy. Uh, One of the reasons why we're staying away from this one, because he is very unpredictable. And it is lefty Cole Cole Irving on the mound for the A's. 4-7 record, but a 3-7 ERA. Uh, He's actually been pretty decent lately, but still a little bit consistent. Angels coming in as the dog, plus 106. A's minus 120. Over under is set at 9 right now. That's a little bit of an interesting line there. Angels plus 1.5 is minus 184. And the A's coming in at plus 160, minus 1.5. I need to get my glasses fixed because I had to pull that closer to my face. (laughs) Uh, The bet percentage. Interesting bet splits on this one today. Some big money, big sharp money coming in on the Angels. 73% of the bets on the A's. So as far as tickets locked in, not the money, 73% on the A's. The actual money, 63% on the Angels. So public is all over the A's, while the big, big money is all over the Angels on that plus money. And uh, that money line opened up at minus 135 for the A's, and as I mentioned, all the way down to minus 120. So... We're uh, we're gonna see if the angel or the dice is uh, gonna be back in that sharp money. Are they saying fuck you to the sharp money? I don't buy it. Or uh, what are we gonna have here? Are we gonna have a double down again? I don't know, man. But that money line dice is because I mean that, I think that, they're like two and two. That on travel bag downs. is looking just absolutely oh, there we go. gorgeous on the screen. And hey. I'm getting better as your IT professional uh, hey, over hey, here hey. yonder around the TTL production studio. We didn't studios. go to school for it, but we you didn't be go to school for, for it. But it. We're hey, figuring it out. But you see on your screen now. Go ahead, Mr. Magnuson. Uh, behind the scenes, everything. But you see on your screen now the money line dice. Wanted to be able to kind of point to it and shit, uh, since I am the one rolling and talking <laughs> instead of having it blocking me out. So the uh, money line dice. If you want to get your own money line dice before we get into today's roll and get one of these amazing travel cases or any of the other dope ass merchandise that they have there i mean super affordable and we actually have a discount code for you as well so go over to moneylinedice.com pick out whatever you want high low left right whatever shelf you find the items on get them in the cart and enter code ttl 10 at checkout we actually made it super simple for you in case you missed any of that or don't remember any of it you want your own moneyline dice Head to this episode's description. Second link you're going to see, moneylinedice.com. 
Code TTL10 is right next to it. Hit it, enter it, get your own set. Super simple. Start rolling with the crew. Stop racking your brain from time to time. If you can't figure out the lines, just roll the doggone dice, huh? So there you go. Get your own set. So I will take this off of the screen. And without further ado, my favorite time of the day, ladies and oh gentlemen. Boy. So my partner has uh, laid the scene, if you will, I for have. today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. Now we will find out, as always, the first roll. Are we taking the away team, Los Angeles Angels, or the home team, Oakland Athletics, potentially to be Las Vegas Athletics? Hmm. 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 In three, in two, in one. The home team, once again. A's. All right, I'll now move this uh, back for you, As you mentioned, partner. I'll show the people that this is not only a home-sided dice. Yes. We do actually have some A's There are on A's here. on there as well. Uh, these are not loaded dice. The dice are, uh, hey, they're speaking. They're telling you what, what, what's the deal. I mean, hey, home money line is, is the hot play right now. But we'll see, as always. For the second roll, are we taking the home money line once again for the Oakland Athletics, or are we going to have to uh, get a little juicy and uh, take that minus one and a half? We will all soon find out in three, in two, in one. That is A-T-S. Let me pull that back here. A-T-S. There you are, my partner. I can help you out even more. That way you're nice and uh, centered there. So we're switching it up a little bit, getting juicy. Getting, getting juicy. So there is the unofficial pick. Uh-huh. You know the deal, wild card die. It is here. It is live. It is ready to roll. Are we for the fifth day in a row doubling down on the unofficial selection? Are we going to have to re-roll it all? Or are we skipping it all and just going right to the doggone total? We will all find out in three, in two. In one. Home money line. <laughs> home money oh, line? my goodness. Yes, it is. It home is the money home line. money line. So, uh, in what what did we say if it uh, was the home team but the opposite? Just a half unit on each. Yeah, half unit on each. Half unit yep. on each. All right. That, uh, I do remember those being the rules. So... If you want to guarantee take a ticket to the window tonight, the dice have spoken! It is the Oakland Athletics minus one and a half and the Oakland Athletics money line. They are both so valuable. The dice is telling us and you to hammer them both in. So without further ado, one more time today's money line dice roll of the day you see it on your screen now for the third official time the home team ats oakland athletics minus one and a half and their money line oakland athletics money line ats lock it in let's run it to the pay window it's uh, tough to uh, show how translucent they are without showing the entire studio, but yeah, that's a decent shot right there. But it is pretty sweet. Yeah, you, you can, can see you that can kind of see hand. how it... We'll see when you do that, then it goes away. Yeah, I don't know if it... Yeah, because <laughs> my hand kind of blocks it. I don't know if anything, but yeah, you can see the bottom half, which is pretty doggone yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking sweet. So, so yeah, the great, great freaking products. Uh, I will steal that from your partner. Can uh, pop that off there. Close that all out. Oh. Don't want to don't want to mute the microphones. Whoopsie daisy. All right. See, I told you I did not go to school for this shit. Uh, but there we are. There we go. Actually, let me uh, 
Before we finish that all up, let me just make sure that uh, we don't have any outstanding issues going on here, pal. X out, X out. We are looking... We are looking good. All right. Hey, record time. We got about uh, just a little over a half hour to uh, get into the second half of the show. Just about perfect timing, as always. So let's uh, quickly, as always, say a farewell to the dice. Thank you, dice. We appreciate you. We love your picks. And in you we trust. Sleep well. Cash some doggone tickets tonight. We'll see you on tomorrow's show. All right, quick uh, little sip here. Whew. Oh, yeah. That's some high-quality H2O there, ladies and gentlemen. Or is it vodka? You might find out in 15 minutes if I start swearing my words. But moving right along to the second half of today's show. But before we do, I almost forgot. If you're one of the kind gambling folks that just stops by the Talking the Line podcast for the first half of our show, for all of our best bets, special plays, and analysis, everything in between, and you're about to head on out of here, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you got any other plans worked in there, but we hope you don't. We can't wait to cash some tickets with you tonight, and uh, hopefully one of these days you'll stick around for the second half of the show, but if not... No big deal. We appreciate you at least coming around for the first. Hope you have a great day. But don't stay uh, away for too long now, all right? We got another show coming up tomorrow, and you know the deal. We need your help bankrupting these books one play at a time. So peace and love to you guys. But to you, TTL faithful, that stick around for the second half, it is now time for the second half of the show. One of my favorite parts of the show because we get to get a little bit wild. Drop it down into first gear. Kick it on back a little bit. And talk some shit. Talk some shit. So it is now time for the second half of the show. Let it on down, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to relax for today's Rants and Reactions. Here we go. All right. Uh, First things first, as always. Partner, you're looking great over there. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Good. How are you moving? How are you grooving? I'm feeling very good. We've got a little bit of uh, some breaking news as the show's going on that Uh-oh. we will wait to get into. A little Uh-oh. NBA news here. but uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's, things are rolling along here. Things are rolling along here for sure. But I uh, wanted to bring you guys a little treat today to kick off today's rants and reactions. Something we don't typically do. Bring you a little extra value. Maybe some extra bets, uh, if you will. Told you on yesterday's show, we might be getting into this, and uh, we for sure are, so I'm ripping out my sports book right now, and it's time to get into the U.S. Open. Hey, we got we got a great weekend of golf coming up ahead of us right now, my friends, actually just starting tomorrow through Sunday, so here we go. Uh, going to just do a little bit of live look ahead right here with you guys. I've noticed my partner always got a few picks he likes and has mm-hmm. looked out. I haven't uh, dove completely deep into it. I uh, wanted to make sure I bought the best value on my other picks for you guys today, but uh, 
I'm going to bring you some value here as well. So, partner, I'll let you kick things off. What you got, what you're seeing, who you're feeling, where you're lying, where you're hard at, all the above. I've got a couple things I'm liking all right. here. All right. Um, so I am going to stay away from this guy, but the favorite in this tournament is actually John Rahm, plus 1,000. Next closest is plus 1,400, Bryson and Dustin Johnson. Uh, at least I'm looking on DraftKings right now. I was looking on FanDuel earlier. Uh, if you have both of them, it's interesting to look at both of those books because the person who I like to win had better odds on FanDuel and worse odds on DraftKings, while I have another top 10 pick who has better odds on DraftKings and worse odds on FanDuel. But the guy that I like to win, partner, is going to be Mr. Xander Shoffley. Okay. On, draft, or on FanDuel, he's plus 1,800. DraftKings, he's plus 1,400. Don't know why the big split there. Uh, but this is a guy who, this is actually, he grew up playing at Torrey Pines. De facto home course, you might say. Really? And matter of fact, now, I don't know if any of these are at Torrey Pines, and I know the U.S. Open bounces around, but four straight top six finishes in his last, to- uh, last four U.S. Opens. Okay. So he's... Very typically, not just the U.S. Open, some other majors as well. He's typically right around there. So I think this is the the weekend to get over the hump at a course that he is all too familiar with. So this is the one for Shoffley, huh? Coming in at plus 1,800 odds right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. I don't know why he's at 1,400 on DraftKings, so I'm obviously not going to go on DraftKings for Mm -hmm. that one. But But still very, very interesting there, my friend. And I've got another one. Don't have too much to back it up, honestly. We aren't, uh, you know, we're we're casuals with golf. We get into the majors. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we did do pretty well for the Masters last time around. Anyways, uh, my other pick is going to be Colin Morikawa, top 10 finish. Uh, that one was the one I mentioned on uh, FanDuel. He's actually plus 200. On DraftKings, it's plus 250. So a decently uh, decently nice boost there for DraftKings. Uh, but I like Morikawa. He is typically right up there and sometimes gets it done on some of these non-major tournaments. But for a U.S. Open, I like him to sneak into that top 10 and give you some nice plus money there. I... Uh... Man, oh man, I, I even might like him at uh, uh, top five. Okay, what what were you getting at uh, top ten? The odds. Uh, so on Fanduel was plus two hundred. On DraftKings it was two fifty. So you're getting a little more juice, but not even bad. Plus four ten to top five. Yeah. And Morikawa shows up for uh, these these bigger events, some of these major events. I don't know what it is, right? Uh, but he shows up. He's yeah. got the clutch gene. And I mean, damn, top five. I could even potentially see locking a little something something like right. that in. Um, you know, DJ has really fallen off. I don't, I don't know what it is. What- well, so he had a nice tournament last week, but it was the first two days of the tournament. And then he kind of was stagnant the rest of the weekend, Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. Um, so I, I mean, I, I'm biased cause he's my favorite golfer to watch. Same. So I, I play with him. I, I was going to say I'm, I'm biased <laughs> on that one. So I, I do like him to have a, I mean, you're getting plus money on him for a top five or top 10 finish. So I might lock in a top 10 finish for him, honestly. Yeah. Um, Because as you mentioned, he's not getting the job done, but he is kind of lurking around that top 10, it seems like. Um, I mean, another guy that shows up in majors, he did... uh, what was the tournament I'm blanking on, but Brooks Kepka is uh, one of the favorites, fifth uh, fifth best odds here on DraftKings, plus 1,800. He always shows up for majors. 
Mm-hmm. And presumably healthier and healthier as we go along here. So. I was actually going to say that Brooks would uh, be one of my favorites for top 10 at the very least. Um, Justin Thomas, I also like top 10. He's been stringing together some good plays. Hey, yeah. hey there you go with another spam call. I was just going to say. <laughs> um, you know, I don't mind Tony Finau. Finau always yeah. shows up uh, for these ones, but as we know, can't ever uh, get over that hump. So maybe he plays star studded at Torrey Pines Thursday right. through Saturday, and then all of a sudden on Sunday, loses it as usual. But, uh, I, you know, actually, let me look at top five as well, because Finau might not even be out of the question. Plus 490 for yeah. top five, so not really even out of the question. I mean, you're getting that juice because he does struggle and he, at the very end, and he gives it up. So right. I honestly kind of like that price for a top five finish for Tony Finau. Um, Xander Shoffley, I, I gotta say, I'm right there with you too. Yeah. I saw that he grew up at Torrey Pines. I didn't know like how in depth it was or how much he did actually play yeah, it. Yeah, I but... don't know that either. I was reading that it's you know it's I, I don't know if they literally call it his home course, but it's you know de facto home course. And uh, the other, like I mentioned, the other part of it, four straight top six finishes in U.S. Opens. So yeah, I think he's due. Another guy that's interesting. He's been a little colder, so his odds are way down. Justin Thomas at plus twenty two hundred. So if you're looking at a bounce back for him, solid odds, top five and top 10, plus 450 I'm seeing over here for top five for him. All right, not too shabby at all. Yeah, I don't really have any any big picks outside of that. I might actually uh, drop some uh, later. I'm just talking about for myself. I was going to segue back to you, so just hold on no, to no, the no, sorry. Go ahead. Go hold ahead. on to the reins. I, I know you got more coming down. Uh, I will probably toss one or two out uh, maybe tomorrow morning yeah. uh, or tomorrow or tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a little bit of extra research, a little bit of looking because I, I still got some extra time, but we wanted to at least get some early things we're looking out for you guys and just kind of let you know, hey, we're looking but uh, as you can tell, my partner is rearing to go with more picks. So uh, well, lay no, it down. All I was going to say is we didn't even consider it. But how about a major repeat for Mr. Phil Mickelson plus forty five hundred? Really? Now, I don't know if I'm going to mm. be locking that in. But how fucking wild would that be? Well, also to Deschambeau's the uh, defending champion. Right. Yes. Yep. Plus fourteen hundred. Okay. Him, yep. Okay. Yeah. I I actually see him struggling, man. Like that. I don't think Tory Pines is built for him. He's been pretty cold. Yeah, he's, he's been, been cold, cold. He's been cold across the board, and I think uh, especially with this whole A Rod and him and yeah. TB ever since and that, Phil. Yeah. Ever since that, uh, I can't remember what course it was, but ever since that monster drive that made headlines that he cleared and he over the water the fist pumps. Ever yeah. since then, he's uh, I, honestly he might have won that tournament or was up there, but ever since that tournament, he won that pretty, tournament. Did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, he's been pretty cold. So. Yeah, he has been, and there's no denying that whatsoever. So uh, keep on the lookout. Maybe I will. Maybe Mags will have uh, some more picks, more analysis we might do. We'll put it out on Twitter, as we always do, if we find anything extra. So uh, there you go. There you have it. U.S. Open coming live tomorrow. Uh, I do believe first tee time is right around 7.30, as always, a.m. Central Standard Time. There you go. There you have it. Uh, Finally, moving right along, have uh, some NFL news we can talk about here. Um First things first, there has been a overwhelming, I guess I can say, amount of tweets about players having terrible days in OTA. Most namely, Tua Tagovailoa. Most recently, at least. Yes, most recently, Tua Tagovailoa yesterday threw five interceptions in uh, training camp, in practice. Um you know, gets me thinking, like, are we just, we got the cobweb still shaking off? Uh, what are we doing here? Is it just because there's so many eyes and cameras and reporters and media sources nowadays? I don't know. But I'll pose this question to you, Mags. 
should we care about players having piss poor performance in mandatory OTAs? I think I don't think we should overreact to one day. Five interceptions is bad. That that's not a good look. I don't care what. That's terrible. That's a bad spin. But that is awful. I don't think we should overreact on one single day. Now, if he has a full week where it's ugly, then, you know, maybe we can talk. But I, uh, I'm not really a guy that likes to overreact to June uh, June practices. No. Unless it's uh, pretty sustained and maybe it's someone like someone that's already been terrible in the past and is obviously continuing to be terrible. But a situation like that, and, you know, we, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about it on the pod, but Trevor Lawrence, had his first day or so, had a bad, rough day or something like mm-hmm. that. Two interceptions, yeah. Yeah, so especially these young guys, I don't think we should be overreacting. Um, you know, we got to, like you said, get the cobwebs off. Uh, give me at least a couple weeks before we start overreacting here. Because even the, even some preseason uh, action, guys will have some rough preseasons. And then week one, actual NFL season, they turn it on. So I'm not going to overreact to this stuff quite yet. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, it's fun to talk about, fun to look sure. at, fun to see. We all like, miss oh, Yeah, we miss, <laughs> I mean, we all want to talk about it. We all want to overreact to it, but I don't think it's overreaction worthy. I mean, it's fun to talk about it. Oh, my gosh, Dua just threw 1,500 interceptions right. yesterday. What the hell? Um, but honestly, not uh, not a big deal. And so. I mean, the one guy, and that's uh, obviously in... Uh, you know, sore subject for me, but the one guy that's getting overanalyzed is this Jordan Love for the Packers minicamp. I remember, like, la- I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, he had a day that was bad and everyone was roasting him. Then the mm-hmm. next day, everyone's like, oh my God, he looked amazing. And then it's kind of just been ho-hum after that. So it's like, let's pull it back a little bit. It's June. You know, they're barely going full speed. So let's, let's take a break here, uh, at least on these overreactions. I would definitely agree with you, partner. But uh, some other NFL news, huh? Let's do it. Got uh, Derek Carr talks uh, all over the offseason, have uh-huh. been for the last few years. Maybe he gets the boot. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he doesn't hang around Las Vegas anymore. Well, he has now said, quote unquote, I will quit the NFL if I have to ever leave the Las Vegas Raiders. How much do we buy into this, Mags? And uh, do you think he really would leave the league? I honestly don't know, man. I, I'm not even sure how old he is. Is he is he north of 30 yet? I Getting close. Don't know. He's somewhere right around Getting there. Getting close. Because, I mean, yeah, do I think he gets a bad rep? Yes. Do I think he's a top five, top ten quarterback? Not really, no. Mm-mm. But uh, mm. Building on that point. Yeah. Because there, I mean, yeah. Right, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Shout out Mina Kimes. Uh, she basically said that in a lot more detail, but other stuff that all of Las Vegas's issues are not uh, Derek Carr and the offense's problem. Right. It is uh, John Gruden and the defensive problem uh, because since 2018, Permina Kimes, when John Gruden became head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders are 32nd in the NFL, dead-ass last in points per game. They are 32nd in expected points allowed, dead-ass last, and dead-ass last 32nd in efficiency. So uh, that that's uh, pretty alarming for this it Las is. Vegas Raiders core um, because they shipped out Mariota, no? Or they kept him? That they I kept don't him know. on board. That I don't um, know. If you got extra thoughts on that, I'll actually confirm that. But Yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, like you said, that's not going to win you a lot of games. And usually that's always a bad look for the quarterback because when, you know, when you're not winning games, it doesn't matter if you're mediocre, if you're playing good. If you're not winning games, people are going to look at the quarterback. And when you lay down those numbers... 
uh, you know, it definitely makes me pull back the reins on Derek Carr. Like I said, if that defense was good, they do have Marcus Mariota there, huh? <laughs> and, and Nathan Peterman, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I'm Oh, Nathan Peterman. Oh, boy. Uh, shades of the good old Bill days. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you know... Because that offense, it hasn't been bad. Like I was kind of saying, is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? No. But is he serviceable and can he get the job done in many cases? Yeah, I think he can. Because I mean, I, 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 we obviously watch as many teams as we possibly can. But he, they've had, I can't remember if it was one or two games with the Packers uh, that I obviously watched real closely where... That offense kept him in the game the first half, and then, uh, you know, the Packers offense absolutely, they saw something at halftime on the defense and absolutely exploited it, and there yeah. was no turning back from there and nothing that the offense could do. Uh, because kind of what I'm, the point I'm getting at, that's not an offense that can get into a shootout, and Derek Carr's not a quarterback that can get into a shootout and win those games, so you really need at least the middle of the pack defense for them to have that's- any type of success. That's what I was going to say as well. Um, a playoff team? No, I don't think so by any stretch uh, of the word at all. They haven't really done a whole lot to help Derek Carr or anything like that. Now, I mean, they do have a very, very valuable fantasy lineup, though. We're talking Henry Ruggs third, but that's not even really the tip of the iceberg. I'm not even sure who they have in the rest of that core, but then you're forgetting Waller the baller, baby. Yeah. Darren Waller tied in, and then you got the running backs. I mean, Josh Jacobs, I think that they start working him a lot more out of that receiving role. I don't know why they limited, uh, limited it limited it. it to the to very minimum last year uh towards the end of the year i guess um huge huge josh jacobs guy and uh definitely always high on him on fantasy but he was a little bit weird to get last year in fantasy so i mean that that team is definitely worth taking a look at for some aspects i'll be at fantasy or maybe if they're uh, on a huge huge underdog or something like that but man i, I don't see him making any type of run or doing anything crazy this year I, I, with right with those ratings i don't see him doing anything right well to put it into perspective for if uh you know forget about justin fields if the bears didn't get justin fields and we're going into week one with andy dalton you would have been a hell of a lot more uh you know optimistic on the season going into the season with Derek Carr as opposed to andy dalton no Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, not to say uh, that you'd be a you know Super Bowl contender by any means. That's not what I'm saying. But but while we're on that, uh, per Nagy, haha, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andy Dalton is still the fucking Bears QB one, and mm-hmm. I, 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 hey, from me to you, Nags. To hell with all of these plans. Put Fields in the damn QB one slot. Stop fucking with the QB depth chart. Stop fucking with the heads of every Chicago Bears fan out there and just cut the horse shit. We all know what's going to happen. Of course, you wouldn't have said it if it wasn't going to happen. There's a lot that can happen between now and week one. No shit. I.E. being Justin Fields becomes the QB one. Stop playing the games, man. You wouldn't have said that he is the best or he is everything we expected and more like a fairy tale in OTAs. Don't 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 give me that nonsense. You're just trying to keep it keep it under wraps, not get everybody too excited. Stop it. We need all the excitement we can get. I am not trying to go seven and eight this year, nine and seven. 
Uh, I got to add ten one. and seven. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I keep forgetting. There's seventeen weeks. Uh, holy seven and eight was like fifteen games, anyways. So yeah, I know. I, I, I was well. I, yeah. <laughs> I Either way, though, yeah, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Though. I get but, what you're saying. And I tell you, my fucking live math is <laughs> ridiculous. One, two, three. Ridiculous, dude. Like it is. I'm I'm actually really good at math, and when I go live on this, I cannot fucking do it. I kid you not. Like man, I will. I, I will take anything, and I ain't got to rip out a calculator, but uh, yikes, that, that has been pretty rough here. Okay, uh, there you go, NFL nonsense, NFL news. Uh, had it in the description if you read the description, but let's uh, actually get into it. The MLB, the sticky stuff controversy rages on. Wow, we got more stuff coming out now. I told you yesterday that this rabbit hole is far from the bottom, and uh, we just got another update. Tyler Glass now, um, we told you yesterday, hitting the IL. Uh, not looking good for him at all. Potentially going to have Tommy John surgery. Actually, we may not have hit on that pretty deep because it didn't come out all of that stuff till a little while after the show. Right. So uh, if you didn't know, Tyler Glass now not looking good for him. They're going to try and rehab it to get him back by the playoffs. But uh, he's got a torn UCL and something else as well. Uh, something, uh, a different ligament. I can't can't think of what it was. Either way, not good at all. Had an interview yesterday and basically explained it from the point of view of a pitcher. I've been he basically said like hey, I've been holding a baseball the same way for my entire life, like my two-seamer, my curveball, everything. And his wasn't even sticky tack. He said it was sunscreen. No, his was sunscreen, right? Yeah. His his was just sunscreen. I think it was sunscreen and rosin he said. So, well, let me further okay. my point. So, he he was talking about it and and he said I use sunscreen and all we care to have is sunscreen and rosin. Mm-hmm. So he is a fan of the sunscreen because it gives him enough feel on the baseball because what he said now is that he had to jam the ball so far deep right. into his grip that he had to squeeze even harder and now he's 6-7 and throws 102 miles an hour. Obviously that doesn't help but he's changing the way he completely throws the ball, completely gripping it. And you think about that, a totally different grip, and then you're releasing that, letting that go. I mean, I just felt that in my elbow, and I didn't even do anything. Like, that's, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And yet again, I think the rabbit hole's far from the bottom. Yeah, no question. Yeah, like you said, you talked about his muscle. He even said it, like, I was digging it so deep, and now I'm using muscles that I've never, I was sore the next day, muscles that I've never felt sore in my entire mm. life. And, uh, you know, on the surface, someone might be like, oh, just excuses. But when he explains it, you're like, ah, damn, okay. You're, right. You're right. <laughs> I, can't, yeah, it's, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And especially if he's like, man, I've never used spider tack. I've never used the pelican grip. Like, I don't, that is one thing all in and of itself, and I disagree yeah, with that. He, he said he's got monster hands, so he doesn't need that. Yeah, he's like, I don't need that shit. And like, I don't, I don't need extra spin. I. He's like, I went. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I went cold turkey without anything. No sunscreen, no um, uh, rosin, no pine tar, whatever. No nothing. He didn't do anything, and he struck out 12 batters against one of the, uh, I can't remember. I think it was Nationals. Nationals, yeah. So a decent offense. Not great, but a decent offense, for crying out loud. So, I mean... You know, this is, we're going to have more stuff coming out. But, uh, and then you got your boy, Carlos Rodon, Rodon, however you want to say it, calling out Rob Manfred and basically telling him, you are ruining the league. We're going to have more of that. Yeah. He basically came out and said, like, I don't, if we want to set this president, whatever, but, uh, you know, you're giving, 
these guys 10 game suspensions when you gave the Astros absolutely zero for blatantly cheating in playoff games and winning a World right. Series. Right. And that was about all the sound by it was, but it was like a yeah man, uh this is not good. This is not <laughs> this is no. not a president good president to set when you're you know suspending guys. There has to be a clear precedent as far as the scale of you know the the scandal that's not even the right word for it the controversy that might even mm. be too aggressive of a word but you know what i'm trying to say yeah um and it's something that is i would say a scandal controversy with the astros got absolutely zero and that is a uh, flat out bullshit in my opinion so yeah i hey, i 150% agree with you man um as would probably 100% of mlb fans outside of the astros mm. um we've seen it it started to cool down now, but uh, beginning of the season, man, I mean, there were inflatable trash cans flying all around Minute Maid Park. There were fans every other park beating on trash cans, pulling them out of the concession areas, bringing them into the stands and beating on them. I mean, the fans have been giving the Strohs hell for this because a lot of people are very, very unhappy with that. And the fact that all of a sudden the MLB is just like, yep, 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 we got to do something. Everybody's getting right. banned. We're going to start doing this. And... They, were, they, they couldn't even answer any questions right. about the Astros. I mean, that just makes absolutely zero, zero sense. And yet again, I say, man, I think there is going to be some more shit coming out, some serious shit coming out. Um, I think we will probably see a few bands. I think some guys are going to be trying to give the big middle finger to Rob Manfred. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to get hairy. And yeah. I think the second half of the MLB season is going to be fucking wild. Yeah, so did you see the Trevor Bauer instance? No, it was it was funny. So he it was a little bit different from these other two guys. It was more of a like basically fuck you. Um, it was an on field interview after I can't remember if he started yesterday. I don't think he did actually, but they were interviewing mm-hmm. him. I didn't see the full interview, but they asked him kind of point blank like, "What's your thoughts?" And then they cut to him, and he's going like this, and he's got a pile of sticky tack with the ball. He's got his hand like this, and the ball just sticking straight to it, <laughs> and that and he's just, and that's it. <laughs> and that was the whole like uh, I, that was the whole clip that i saw i they cut off the interview from there but basically it was just him with the baseball stuck to his hand like that so <laughs> that's hilarious uh actually dom uh who runs morale supply co uh for the cubs he he did a little something like that he had like the spider tack and then he had a baseball stuck to his yeah. hand too i can't remember what he said but yeah um it's it's gonna get wild it's gonna get weird things are gonna start popping off things are gonna start happening i i promise you guys that and we will be sure to continue to cover the latest of it in every single rant and reaction so uh keep sticking around for that we'll be sure to cover it moving right along nba action coming at you tonight we got uh two games on the slate atlanta going back to philly and the clippers going back to utah now you might have been looking at the lines last night thinking okay plus minus three this will be an interesting game for the jazz and the clippers and then you woke up this morning you said minus seven and a half what in the fuck is that Well, uh, yeah, it's officially been stated. Kawhi Leonard is out for tonight's game. Uh, Apparently, fourth quarter of uh, game game five or game four. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's tied two two. So it sounds like he's uh, you know in danger of missing a little. You know, maybe the entire rest of the playoffs, the rest of the series at least. And it's just a bummer, man, because uh, you know, now you have to imagine that the Jazz are going to walk through the next couple of games if he's out, because he was going starting to get to that next level that we saw a couple years ago, and uh, you know, starting to get my opinions that he might lead them to the championship, and who knows after that. But uh, that's obviously not the case. And we were looking, kind of like you mentioned, we were looking at lines this morning, and 
while we were looking at it, when we started, it was still minus plus three. And then I looked back again a half hour later, and one of them said plus seven. And I said, what the? He what said, the is this right? That can't be that right. Can't be right. He's what like, hell? look on FanDuel real quick. And I did, and I pulled it up. I was like, oh, hey, it is at seven right now. And then he was like, what in the fuck? And no more. He got that out of his mouth. I said, oh, it's up to seven and a half. I said, man, something's got to be up. Something's happening that these books know. He's like, nah, nah, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. I didn't on. say any of that. Yeah. I was agreeing Well, Well, you. I guess, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> whatever. Um, But we weren't like officially sold on. I was yeah, like, dude, no. I was like, dude, something is going on. And then no more than I said that maybe two or three times, he goes, Kawhi's expected to be out. And I'm like, oh, shit. So we'll see what happens. I, uh, I as in six, that's apparently, what I'm apparently the books are uh, really, really. You th- you think Kawhi is that that much of a need for? Clips? He was going. He was like Terminator mode the last couple of games, man. Especially after that dunk, I thought I thought it was about to be Clippers in six. If I'm being totally yeah. honest. So yes, I do think because yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm 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 not touching that game tonight with a ten foot pole plus minus seven. I have no idea what's going to happen now. No, because it's gonna, I don't either. You know, Paul George is going to have to be MVP, which who knows? Yeah, who knows? knows? And. You know, I don't. I kind of want to take the Hawks again uh, at the plus six and a half. That seems just a little bit too big for me. And we talked about it yesterday. You said it, partner. This whole series now is going to come down to how healthy is Joel Embiid, right? And I don't think he's healthy. If he's still on the questionable list and how he looked, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on some sort of a minutes restriction tonight. That's what um, I was thinking. If anything happens, to, like if anything happened to him, they're fucked. They're they for are. sure losing that series. Yeah. Um. But ah, I don't know. I, I I I just don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think that he has what it takes to be able to uh, be typical. Typical classic Joel Embiid. I, I mostly agree with you, and that's what I was thinking. And then I see you see that line minus six and a half, and you think, well, damn, is he okay? Like, do the books know that he is okay? Uh, because if he's not healthy, I'm smashing the plus six and a half. I might right. even smash the money line. Right. But uh, yeah, I I'm still undecided on that one as well. Because if he is healthy, then I love the Sixers. I maybe not the minus six and a half. I would probably take the six and a half if I'm being honest at yeah. home. But you just don't know. So I, I'm hoping that some type of news comes out on his health. But sure. like you mentioned, he didn't look good in game four at the end of it there. No, not at all. Uh, and then last night, we had the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks yes. face off. A lot of controversy going on around that. Last minute, James Harden announced he will be playing the game. Was pretty much a non-factor in the yeah. game. But uh, one man who was not a non-factor, James Kevin Durant, I'm about to set it back to back, but Kevin Durant, a props, huge, and I don't even know what more I can say. 49, 15, and 10, I believe, Something or like even, even more legendary, than that. Legendary, legendary um, game. Uh, nobody has ever touched that in the postseason, so that is absolutely huge. Should have had the 50-burger, as uh, you said, off-air partner. Um Missed one free throw, and that kept him from that, which absolutely yeah. killed it. Um, but he put the game on ice, put the team on its back, battled back in about uh, halfway through the third, end of the third quarter, uh, after absolutely getting dragged through the mud for the entire first half. I mean, Giannis was hitting the stupidest three-point yeah. shots, and they were getting in the paint at will. I mean, I I don't know what changed at halftime, but some definitely changed, and uh, KD entered God mode, for uh, lack of a better term, and right 
we saw we saw the true definition of the easy money sniper last night. Right. So I think Bucks are going to get game six. We'll see. Because like you said, James Harden did not look good. I did not expect that. If he was playing, I was thinking he was going to be fine. The concern might be if he's going to re-pull his hamstring. But maybe it was just take a little attention off KD. Maybe. Maybe. Because he, he still tried to do his thing, trying to get that step back three working. But his, right. his legs clearly weren't there in the shot. Uh, so I think the Bucks are going to take game six. This Bucks team is a good team, man. But for whatever reason, their in-game adjustments are just bizarre Garbage. sometimes. Garbage. And you know, Giannis. I know there's a lot of lot to be said where you don't want your best player to be giving full effort on defense because you don't want to wear him out on offense. But you have to think that break. <laughs> Giannis, being the stature and size that he is, might have had a better chance at slowing down Kevin Durant than anyone else on that team. And not to mention, he's taking his own step back mid range jumpers, fadeaway mid range jumpers, like he's Kevin Durant himself. <laughs> yeah. and it's just not that. And I don't get it. And, you know, through that first half, Justin Holiday was playing really well. And then he kind of tailed off. And that's when things started tailing off for the Bucs. Um, but all in all, like I said, I think they'll get game six. And uh, Reggie Miller actually tweeted blasphemous blasphemous tweet saying should the nets consider sitting kevin durant and james harden for game six to uh put their chips in for game seven which james harden maybe because he obviously wasn't uh looking that great but there's no reason to not play kevin durant in that game that's fucking no ridiculous. that makes no sense whatsoever and, and maybe yeah certainly he doesn't probably play i think he ended up playing every single minute of that game last night if not 47 and a half i think it was i think it was all 48 actually so yeah. certainly doesn't do that for game six because it's not a must win there but yeah no this is uh yeah definitely not sitting him for game six this is the series so far uh this is the one that's gone back and forth minus uh game one and game two where the nets look like all right this is uh 4-0 sweep no question no problem but uh this one's starting to heat up so keep your eyes locked uh not only to that series but here we'll be sure to continue to cover it for you a little bit of other nba news yikes chris paul enters health and safety protocols for the nba yeah, so oh, no. a little bit of overreaction this morning. Maybe it's warranted, maybe it's not. Because that was what we've seen throughout the NBA season and throughout the sports season. Is this, he done? This could mean... Is two, he over? This could mean three weeks. This could mean a day. Is he two. out for the playoffs? Yeah, this could mean two days. Not to mention, they ain't playing right now. They Does he have the Rona? <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I said, this could be three weeks, which would be terrible, or this could be two days, and this is absolutely nothing. And not to mention, they've got uh, about at least four or five days off, if not a full week off. Yeah, anyways. They got a hot so, you know, I, I have to imagine I'm going to play it optimistically and think that he might just be out for a few days of practice, max, hopefully. But uh, who knows, man? Who knows with this shit? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we are still living in an epidemic. Yeah, <laughs> <Panda>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously uh, we still aren't all the way out of uh, COVID and it's still kind of kind of affecting some teams here and there. So we'll see, man. Chris Paul has been that rock for the Suns, I man. Know. He has been the rock. So and I said it yesterday. They're going to need him. They're going to need him. Like I said, I think Chris Paul will be back. Who knows? But like I said yesterday, and it's ringing even more true after this news today might be the healthiest team is going to be the last one standing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in a in what was a little more normal than last year's COVID year, you kind of had the thought that that wasn't going to be a problem this year. Right. But now all of a sudden we're getting to the playoffs and guys aren't healthy. Yeah. So 
I don't know, man. It is going to be an interesting wrap-up to the NBA playoffs, and you know we're covering it all, and we'll give you best bets and all of our hot takes and the rants and reactions, but let's keep it moving right along. The final sport to cover. Uh, we won't be covering UFC today because we got it on Friday's show, so make sure you get that, but for the NHL, wrapping it up for today's rants and reactions. Uh, yesterday, shit, uh, took the New York Islanders money line, and uh, obviously that did not go so hot i was it was a good game honestly sure um, was, yeah and, and then it was it ended up being one of those yeah, if you look at the score it doesn't look like it was yeah a good game. it ends up being one of you get into the third period and then all of a sudden they just gave up some really sloppy opportunities ends up being four to one or five to one whatever it ended i shut it off after a while but man uh i i still love this isles team I still believe that they go back to New York and get a dominant 3-1 series lead. Uh, They are way too damn good at home. And, uh, you know, the Lightning, they are good, but uh, I don't know if they can hang hang there uh, in New York. So I'll probably be playing the doggone Isles uh, as it continues to roll out. Varlamov still standing on his forehead. Don't let those four or five goals, uh, obviously, whatever it was, play into anything um he, he he got so screwed one bounced off his helmet and hit the top bar and went in i mean there was just a few just oh just so close plays guys sweeping into the middle and getting the puck right on their stick and in i mean just very simple thing so i think the aisles still have plenty of time in a 1-1 series tie right now especially going back to new york but tonight my real boys, my boys have been backing since the start, wasn't brave enough to lay it on the table today and take their money line for one of my best bets of the day, but I will be hammering in their money line, at least for a half unit play or something on the side, maybe uh, sweeten up an additional parlay if I throw something together, but... They are coming in plus uh, above plus 200 underdogs again against the Vegas Golden Knights, but I don't buy it. I do not think that the Golden Knights are a four-goal better team than this Montreal Canadiens team at all, period, point-blank, period. There is nothing that convinces me, and I kind of actually see game one between these two teams similar to game two last night between the Isles and the Lightning I just think it was one of those scenarios I think it got a little rocky there in the third period and that's that's just what happens sometimes when you have those neck and neck battles couldn't get enough shots on goal I think that is going to be a very 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 key part of their game plan today and I think that uh, their defense continues to remain dominant Carey Price will remain in form will get back to his usual self start standing on his head I think the Canadians squeak out this one, maybe a little four two, four three action. I think Carey Price is the key. Yeah. He he Carey really Price is. is the key. He's he gotta, really is. He's gotta be a brick wall for him. He's gotta show up for sure. So we'll see. I mean, obviously Marc Andre Fleury showed that he's there, so I don't know. I uh, I got to ride with my Habs just because, and you, you even said it um, a couple of days ago, I feel like if you at least just ride the Habs this entire series, you'll at least come out plus money at some point. So Right. I mean, if you take them against today, you'll already be up plus money since it's over 200. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. With only half units playing on it. So why the hell not? Might as well hammer them in. We'll see what happens. But I am so looking forward to tonight's uh, NHL action. Uh, I'll be make, make sure to uh, recap that for you tomorrow. Talk a little bit of nonsense about that. 
But that's about all for uh, NHL news, nonsense, anything going on. Let me do just a quick little <laughs> going through anything we got happening, any breaking news. What do we have happening here? Won't touch on it too much because we're running a little bit late for time, but a little NBA coach breaking news. Oh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, head coach of the Pelicans, is out. Scott Brooks, head coach of the Washington Wizards, is also out. So, out of there. Pelicans gonna try and find uh, someone who can uh, utilize Brandon Ingram's uh, mm. Zion Williamson's strengths to the best of their ability, or not, or not. Uh, the Wizards, yeah, because I mean that market is not too attractive, but no, Zion Williamson and Brandon not. Ingram are attractive. Scott Brooks, that Wizards team could be in for a shakeup. Something you gotta tell me, bro. What's that? I mean, you have your feelings there about Brandon Ingram yeah. and the Pelicans? Yeah, man, I rather them. attractive fellas. They are. All right. Good looking. For sure. I feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that uh, that should just about do it. That'll about do it. There we are. About an hour and a half right on into it. The usual time. There we go. That does it for today's rants and reactions. No major TTL updates, but as always, make sure you visit that link tree in the description so you can see all of our content, all of our socials. We consistently update everything on the socials. You will never miss anything if you, at the bare minimum, follow us there and stop by the show from time to time. But let's get this bad boy wrapped up and get you kind folks, you beautiful gambling people, back on about your Wednesdays. So without further ado, it is time for my motivation minutes and just a quick little message for you guys here today, but uh, something I thought was very powerful. So as you know, I've mentioned before, uh, I wake up rather early in the morning. I'm a little uh, little bit weird like that uh, before 5.30 or before, just depending. But uh, I like to spend at least a half hour, 45 minutes doing a little bit of reading, uh, journaling, meditation, prayer, all the above. So this morning, uh, one of my readings, um, it was uh, called The Sun Commandment. And uh, it, it kind of, I'll, I'll share the, the message, but it got me thinking in a different direction. Um, and then kind of two parts I wanted to share a message with you today. So um, first things first, what this message was on, it, it was basically talking about the sun, S-U-N, not a S-O-N, the sun, um, and how, what if it didn't shine its light on the ugly, on the bad? What if, because it, it was a the vibes weren't right for the day or there was negativity in the world if if because there was a little amount of positivity the sun decided not to shine and it kind of furthered to go on to why would you do that to anybody else your energy your aura is like the sun in that matter why do you shut off your light your sun just because somebody's negative or somebody's I don't want to say ugly in that form, but the way they present themselves, the way they have their mindset, um, not physically ugly. And what, why wouldn't those be the people that you should shine your light on the brightest? Why should you turn your light off and, and not let it shine for there? And, and it furthered and closed the point with, imagine if the sun did that. Imagine if the sun just decided not to rise today because there were ugly people in this world. And again, ugly, not in a physical sense. Ugly but, personality. Uh, yeah, ugly personality, negative, whatever the case might be. Imagine that. Imagine how impactful that might be. Now start thinking about that in your life in that form. So that's that's kind of where my mind got to thinking. So the two parts, there's kind of two parts I wanted to share with you today. And the first part is let your light shine, my friends. 
whatever your gift is, whatever your abilities that you've been blessed with are, whatever talents you have been given, use those for the betterment of everybody you come in contact with. Anybody, anybody, anyone you encounter, let your light shine. Let them see that you're bringing positivity and raise the sunshine into every single situation that you come into. And when you find yourself in those negative circumstances, those less than favorable situations and having to communicate with those less than enjoyable people, crank up the intensity on that sunshine. Turn it up a little bit and you might be surprised that you can turn around some of those mindsets, some of those negative perceptions, some of those bad thoughts that others have. You might just be able to turn it around if your light's shining bright enough. So why dim it down just because somebody's not on the same level? Don't we want to help each other up to get to the same level? So we're all being successful We're all happy, centered, and fulfilled. Isn't that the whole goal of this life? So number one, let your light shine. And number two, in the process of doing this, you might come across some of those negative bodies when you're letting your light shine that are going to say, how are you just so happy? You've heard it before. (laughs) (laughs) How are you just always so, you're just so positive all the time. (laughs) You've heard it before. I know you've heard it before because I've heard it plenty of times. Well, as my partner said yesterday, I got two words for him, first and foremost, and they're not happy birthday. But second of all, let me remind you of this. If those same people, if their light was shining as bright as yours, do you think that they would even take the time to notice that yours was also shining? Or you think they would just carry on about their lives? So keep cranking up that intensity. Keep cranking up that sunshine. No matter what anybody says, no matter what someone tries to tell you that, oh, this life is just so hard. I can't ever catch a break. Eh, we'll get there. We'll be all right. No problem. Shed some sunshine on their lives. Shed shed some light into their being. You'd be surprised how quickly you might be able to turn around a situation or an interaction with just you being the one who's always positive. So today I want you guys to think about that. Think about the deepness of what if the sun decided not to rise just because there was negativity and ugliness in this world? What if? And then think about why should your life or why should you treat the interactions of your life any different? Start letting your light shine regardless of the circumstance, regardless of where you're at. Be a light to others who maybe have lost their way on their path. Maybe they were shining bright like you at one point in time. And this life will kick you in the nads from time to time and it'll dim that light. Maybe they just need your little bit of guidance and help to get their light beaming back up again. And last but not least, if anybody's got the time to tell you that your light is shining too bright, I bet you their light ain't even shining half as bright as yours. So get that energy right. Get that mentality going. Find yourself in a position where people ask, how are you so happy all the time? And if you got to fake it till you make it, you fake it till you make it. But I promise, start letting your light shine and watch a lot, a lot of areas change in your life. Don't change for anyone. Don't be any different. Be the raw, real version of yourself and let your talents, gifts, and abilities shine. 
to all those who can see them. And that does it for my motivation minutes today. Good stuff, my man. I love it. You know, I uh, I definitely try to adhere to these uh, types of messages on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing, aside from also not only being a light to others, there's some stubborn fucking people in this world. And sometimes their light ain't going to turn around. Nope. And you can't let that affect your own light. Because I yep. know a lot of people, whether it's kind of the example you said where it's just randomly and someone says, why the... Do that impression again. <laughs> why are you always so positive all the time? Right. So whether it's that <laughs> random example or whether it's a job and you got a job where people are spewing negativity at you, you can't let it affect your own light. Just, right. you know, that person is who they are for some random reason. And like you said, be a light to them. Maybe you can turn them around. But there's a lot of stubborn people in this world mm-hmm. and you cannot let it affect your own light. Because if, uh, if you know that you're doing you and you got your own light and you are happy, centered, fulfilled, as my partner says, they have no reason to try and turn your light off. So, very good message today, my man. Hey, I appreciate it. I, uh, I hear the leveling up in your voice day by day. Oh. Little by little, more by more. I'm loving, I'm loving what I'm hearing, pal. You're starting to catch on to these motivation minutes. So I'll keep them pumping and uh, hope you guys got some good uh, inspiration, a little bit of kicking a tush, get you going here today. Uh, something, some different perspective you might not always get. So that does it for my motivation minutes. And it just about does it for today's episode, the big 6 0 on this beautiful June 16th, 2021. Great show today. A lot of value. Five best bets. We got uh, the Wednesday Warrior and Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off coming at you. Nice little money line dice roll. The A's money line and minus one and a half. And then we got into some real good juicy nonsense in the rants and reactions. Now you got some motivation. Let your light shine, my friends. It's time to get on about your day and start breaking down some barriers. Start hitting those goals. And last but certainly not least... Running tickets to the pay window, baby, because that's what we do at the end of the day. All this other stuff is just micro we toss in to add benefit to your viewing pleasure. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, we can't thank you enough for stopping by today and joining us for today's battle with the sports books. We hope you guys have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>